welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow, and I believe we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside, and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you, allowing other people to feel amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just to you, but for those people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight, and some positivity into your day. Welcome to this episode for Young People and the Young of Heart as we continue our series about sexual and gender identity. And the purpose of this series is to give young people who are from the LGBT plus community a voice to provide young people who are questioning an opportunity to learn from those young people who've already embarked on this journey and to provide a bank of resources to help young people and parents get the information and support they need on this really important topic in life. Today's episode is my daughter, Taishan, who identifies as lesbian, interviewing another gorgeous girl, Bella, who identifies as bisexual, and to a certain degree is actually still questioning. It is a fascinating conversation about stereotypes and labels, sexualization, sexuality and personality. There are some wonderfully laugh out loud moments in this conversation as the two girls discuss their gay awakening and glee. Uh, Enjoy this insightful conversation. I am really excited to speak to Bella. We went to school together, um, so we are really good friends. So welcome to the podcast, Bella. Hello. Hi. It's been so long since we caught up. I'm so excited to have this chat. Same. I feel like our lives have just both completely changed since we last like spoke or saw each other. Yeah, we have. It has. And it's going to be really fun to have this chat and see how much has changed. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so I know all about you, but can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? So your age, where you're from, pronouns, sexuality. Yeah, so I'm 22 and I'm from Swindon. My pronouns are she, her. My sexuality is bisexual. There's always a question mark on the end of that because I never really know myself. Like, I ch- it changes on a daily basis. But, like, if I had to put one specific label on it, I'd definitely say I'm bisexual. Okay. So, yeah, it's quite confusing, I think. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to dive into that. We're definitely <laughs> going to explore this. Um, so when did you first realise that you, I'm going to say weren't straight, not necessarily bisexual if you're like, yeah, thing, but like, when did you first realise like, oh, okay, I might not be straight? I think, oh my gosh, I think it threw back to when I was probably about 13, 14, but I never like admitted it to anyone. I don't know whether it was because of like the school environment and I didn't want to be thought of differently or what it was. But I then when I got to college, so when I was about 16, I just if anyone then asked me, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm bisexual. Like I like boys and I like girls. And I think that was just easier for me to keep it quiet for quite a while. I don't know whether I was trying to protect myself, thinking that it would change something or what. But it's been from quite a young age, I think, really. I spoke to team about this because obviously we went to the same school and like there weren't many I'm sure there are lots of people who were gay in school or like lesbian or bi but like I I genuinely like I can't I can't think of anyone other than like maybe a couple of of boys that were gay I don't really know anyone who was out in school neither and it's like I've spoken to a couple of people who are like lesbians who are bi who are pan who they're like yeah whole way through school it was open I have relationships with boys relationships with girls relationships with anyone really and they were like yeah it was like it wasn't even frowned upon no one thought any different and I don't know whether it was our school or what but I do think like a lot of people who kind of came out at a younger age it wasn't that they were like frowned upon but it was like they were different and it wasn't something that was super normal where it is now it's it's completely normal people don't even bat an eye in a school now really I know I just can't think of it I actually can't think of a single queer relationship in our school that I knew about I I can think of a few I can think of a few can you yeah yeah okay but I think it's those like oh wow you know they're doing it for attention that's what everyone used to say 
just the subtle homophobia it's not even subtle just blatant homophobia (laughs) yeah 100 100 percent. but yeah not many people I don't think really especially like our year group and and like above and below it wasn't really something that was out there really no and I I was saying to um one of our other guests like there weren't even any provisions in school really like we didn't have any LGBT groups or any like representation in that form either oh no there was absolutely nothing and it's it's like you were saying about talking about sex ed there was nothing to do with sex ed for queer relationships absolutely I don't think I learned anything until I was older that's a topic again we're going to come on to later because there's so much to talk about in that one um so obviously we're bisexual you're bisexual with a question mark yeah I mean most of the time I am like feel like I'm going back on what I was saying most of the time that I am um but it's just I think for me it's like I feel like I have to wake up every morning and be like I like this gender I like that gender and it can't just be whatever I feel like there's that kind of pressure I don't know whether I put it on myself or what but I think that there is that sort of pressure to work out what it is that I like I had this earlier this year and like part of me knows that like labels you don't need labels Mm. labels don't labels literally don't matter but I think for like especially my experience I think maybe it's the same for a lot of people like in the LGBT community like a label makes you feel like you belong Mm. and it it really helps you understand like what you're going through Mm. so although like yeah you you like you don't need to put pressure on yourself to have a label I do understand that like it is quite an important thing for a lot of people to understand themselves massively I think it's oh it sounds silly but it's something that I think you can rely on really then if someone asks you you can go I'm this and sound direct and whereas if people ask me I'm like um I don't know like I get that in the middle of it all I get that earlier this year I was like I'm gonna go for the label queer because that that is like an umbrella term yeah like I I I identify as a lesbian now but but like I was literally like queer then I don't have to like put a specific yes like label on it did you ever feel like you needed to in inverted commas like you ever feel like you needed to come out I did just because like to my parents I'd never really spoken about girls it had been something that just kind of I mean I'm an open book especially with my mum we tell I tell her everything but it was just never something I really spoke about and then I started seeing a girl and you know it was getting a little bit more serious and I was like okay I can't hide this forever so I I texted I was upstairs in my room and I texted my mum and my sister who were sat downstairs in the living room. My mum still has the text message saved in her notes. Um, and it's it literally, I was like, look, I like boys, I like girls. I'm seeing this girl. This is what's going on. Just wanted to let you know, just so that it wasn't just something that I came home with a girl and said, this is my girlfriend. I just wanted to tell them. And then I did the same with my dad. My mum and my sister came upstairs straight away and they were like, we don't care. And my dad was the exact same. And I mean, my whole family, my mum's side and my dad's side have been, I'm quite lucky. They've all been really accepting. They're like, we we don't care. Like who you like, love who you love. At the end of the day, you're still the same person as you were before they knew. Yeah, that's amazing that they've been so supportive. That's all you can ask for, isn't it? Yeah, literally. And it's like I hear stories or like I see stuff on like social media of people who have been like kicked out of their homes and stuff like that. And it's like, I thank whatever higher power there is that, you know, I didn't have to experience something like that myself. It is so sad hearing about people's stories that they do feel like they need to come out, but they're scared because of the like repercussions from Mm. it. Yeah. It's really sad. In terms of bisexual stereotypes, because there are quite a few, um, and there's a lot of biphobia, I think, not more so, but there's very 
common like by biphobic phrases like bisexuals are greedy they just can't decide they um they're doing it for attention like they they're on their way to being a lesbian or they're on their way to being gay and it's like no bisexual is a valid sexual identity but have you ever experienced that or ever felt like you needed to fit in stereotypes I don't know like if you've ever had this experience like previously when you dated men but I had I I've had well I thought you were gay I thought you liked girls I thought you were a lesbian and it's like I shouldn't have to explain myself. I should not have to explain myself at all about whether I'm dating men, whether I'm dating women, whatever gender I'm dating, you know, it's it's ridiculous that I should have to say, well, I like both. Because then as soon as you say that, I feel like people then go, well, you know, why don't you, why don't you just pick? I mean, even people that I didn't expect when I've like been like, oh yeah, I know I I quite like this girl, and then a couple of months later, been like, oh I like this this boy or like this non-binary person, and they're like, but I thought you like girls or but I thought you like boys, and it's really something that does. I think it, it's happened so many times, but it shocks me every single time that I should have to validate my feelings towards somebody because of their gender. I, I don't know if, if you've ever experienced this or you know anyone who's ever experienced it, but when you get into a relationship with a girl, there's then the, oh, well, who's the girl and who's the boy and and stuff like that. And then it will be like, like I'm, I like getting my nails done. I like being really girly. And people will be like, oh, well, you know, I bet you're a pillow princess or I bet you're this, I bet you're that. And it's like, just because I, I take care of my appearance doesn't change who I am as a person and stop asking me about my sex life in public please there's so many like especially like like women loving women terms like top bottom switch mask femme stem I get so confused I get so confused and then people write are you a top or bottom or a switch and I'm like I don't know I'm just there for a good time okay (laughs) It's true that there's so many, so many labels. Like I remember I went on, t- I like got on TikTok last year and they were like femme, mask, switch, bottom, top. And I was like, oh my God, like why are there so many labels for things? Like, what is going on? Literally. And then it would be like, oh, I'm, I'm a mask, but I only date femme girls or I'm a femme girl and I only date femme girls. And it's like, sorry, what? How does this work? is there like a form I need to fill out and I'll like get a response in three to five business days of what I am like what is going on it is actually like that that is that maybe that's how it works and we're doing it wrong maybe like, there's probably a google form somewhere out there that we need to fill out probably it sounds like it to be fair you've got yeah. questioning it yeah and um, going back to obviously when people think like because I was going to touch on this like people think that when you're in a relationship with a woman you're a lesbian and when you're in a relationship with a man like you're straight and it's like no bisexual you're still bisexual like still completely valid still a completely valid sexual identity no matter who you're dating you're still bisexual literally and I think as well like judging from a, a previous relationship and and judging from seeing it like on an outsider's perspective as well when you say to somebody you're bisexual, if you're with a girl, sometimes they can get very like, but why do you, why do you like men? Especially if they are 100% a lesbian, they are like, but why, why would you sleep with a man? That's, that's not right. And then men will be like, oh, well, will you have a threesome with me and this other bird then? And it's like, that isn't what it is. You know, I'm, I'm not here to join in or to break your heart with with a man like I'm I'm here because of who you are as a person not what you got downstairs I think bisexuals are like often like put down to like a sexual commodity like it's Mm. like oh you're especially in terms of like the threesome situation I don't think there's a bisexual out there I'm going to make a big statement. I don't think there's a bisexual out there that hasn't been offered a threesome, hasn't said to someone that they're bisexual and they've gone, 
oh well does that mean like we'll we'll have a threesome then no absolutely Mm -hmm. not like that's not what it means Mm -hmm. um and another thing like on tinder I don't know if you've ever been on like um like dating apps oh I'm on it now I'm on it already but like so many couples are on there looking for Mm -hmm. their unicorn which is a by a typically a single bisexual woman to be a third in their relationship and like it's it's absolutely like I don't have a problem with like people having threesomes that's absolutely fine but I read an interesting post that was like yeah it's all well and good but like that couple's got their own dynamic and introducing someone else into that for just literally the sake of sex doesn't take into account the emotional well-being of that person yeah and I think with like dating apps like tinder what a lot of couples do is they put like five pictures of, of of the girl and then one picture of the two of them together and then it's not until like it happened to me about two weeks ago I was like you know swiping through as you do and I matched with what I thought was just a girl who was on there and then she was like did you did you read our bio our bio and I was like our bio like that that doesn't make sense and I read it and it was literally wanting somebody to join in on our um with us like uh you know just for a couple of times a couple of casual meetups and it's like stop sexualizing somebody's sexuality it's ridiculous literally literally what it comes down to is just sexualizing typically bisexual women Mm. it's not okay it's not Mm. fair it's it's degrading it's it's not okay at all and I think for bisexual men, I do think that a lot of it, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're just gay. They just don't want to say it. Yeah. It's not. It's not that. Because sometimes, like, I always say, I don't care what genitalia somebody has. I don't care what somebody's pronouns are. I don't care what they identify as. I go on what you're like as a person because you could be the most gorgeous human being in the world, but you could have the personality of a plank of wood. And that is what a relationship is based off of is your personalities. And it doesn't matter if you're who you are, it matters what you are as a person. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, this is a bit of a personal question. You can absolutely say no, Tayshan. But obviously you've said you you like people irregardless of gender. Mm. Mm. Do you not identify more as pansexual or do you not identify with that label? I don't, I, for me, I just, I don't know. I mean, I came out when I was, what, 18? So that was, oh God, four and a half years ago, almost five years ago now. And... I still am like kind of playing with different ideas of what I could be. And a lot of people ask me that. They say, well, are you sure you're not pansexual? And it's like, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to base myself off of. And with people who are older, it's very much like it's something that I think is more of a struggle to get hold of like for older older generations like our grandparents age I mean mine are completely accepting and don't care but if you're having a conversation with somebody I find for me it's easier to just go and bisexual and end of conversation there whereas if you say oh I'm pansexual I feel like it's something that you really have to go into detail with because it's not something that is as broadly spoken about as bisexuality being gay being a lesbian or being straight yeah no I I completely understand where you're Mm -hmm. coming from I do completely get that Mm. again going back to like not knowing again it's that well I don't know like uh, this label fits me now like this Mm -hmm. label seems like the best one for me at the minute obviously that could change like that's completely fluid how you feel and the label's right for you at the end of the day exactly and I think the one thing that I hate more than anything is saying that I, I like anybody and stuff like that is I get a lot of, well, are you going to marry a man then? And it's like, I don't even want to get married. So <laughs> I, I don't even know. And I don't know who I'm going to end up with. But if you're going to ask me that, you're not invited to my wedding, simple as. <laughs> so where have you found the best kind of support? Or have you got any resources that you want to share that you found really helpful? 
personally it's, it's different for everyone but I think having a good support system around you like like as I said earlier I'm really really close with my mum so like I tell my mum everything and and having somebody like that that you can talk to is amazing and I know for some people it's hard if you can't talk to family but surround yourself with people who accept you for who you are is what I would tell somebody I've I've been friends with people who have struggled with their sexuality throughout the years and I've always said I don't care just if you need to speak to somebody speak to me I'm happy to sit and talk about it and I think that is something support wise that is the best thing and it sounds ridiculous but if you're questioning your sexuality I would 100% say to just read about it that's what I did I can remember being about 14 years old sat on my blackberry in bed being like am I gay why do I feel this way about girls and stuff like that and and it sounds stupid and it's probably something that looking back I'm like that was really weird to sit and do in your bedroom late at night but it's something that I found was what made me understand it a little bit more because I was reading it and I was like okay so that that's how I feel so is that what it means and and stuff like that and I think that's really where I would say to go is to read up and get a good support bubble around you I don't think that's silly at all I see so many things on um mainly on TikTok of people like when did you realize you were gay and it's like people googling like women googling like women kissing or like why Mm. do I feel like this or and I think that I don't think that's silly. I think that's a really, really common thing to do. Like even like earlier this year, you might have actually read it. Have you read the Lesbian Master doc? No, I haven't. Oh God, you need to read it. You need to read it. So like I've been like, like earlier this year, I was Googling like, like all sorts, like am I bi or am I a lesbian? Internet, please tell me. Yeah, there'll be somebody out there. There'll be somebody but there's so many articles there's so many resources and like there's pretty much always going to be someone especially in terms of sexuality that has had the same thought as you even if it's just like one person who's written an article about it and you're like oh okay that's completely normal to feel that way I think as well like especially when I was like a lot younger I can't even remember what tv show it is but it was like my like gay awakening I think it might have been either oh my god this is gonna sound so cringe either orange is the new black or glee glee especially I saw like um two of the characters kissing and I was like hang on why do I want to do that I I want to do that I want to kiss a girl and then I was like okay maybe I'm not straight I think they're both great and valid gay awakenings. <laughs> exactly. Both. But I think nowadays as well, because it's being more, we've still got a long way to go, but it is being more represented in media. Yeah. It is really, really helping a lot of young people, I think, to just be yeah. able to see them like gay characters or lesbian mm. relationships represented in media it makes them realize like oh okay like that's actually an okay thing to do like yeah 100% and I'm not sponsored by Netflix I wish I was but <laughs> one program to watch that I think is really good if you want to kind of understand things a bit more is it's a show called Banana and it was like a short and there's like different episodes and like people are going through different things like their sexualities or their their identities. And I think it's something to watch because you watch it and you're like, okay, right. So this happens to other people as well. It's it's not something that is just happening to to me or to you or to anyone really. I remember watching it when it was on telly and I'm sure they did a run along series that was called Cucumber. Yeah, they did. Because I never watched Cucumber, but I did watch Banana. Yeah, they, they like ran alongside each other. But yeah, I would agree they were really good TV shows to watch. What advice would you give to parents of children who might be questioning their sexuality? Because we do have quite a lot of parents listening. Mm. Have you got any advice for them? I'd just say listen and don't take judgment until you know everything or as much as there is to know, 
because so many people take on an early judgment and and I know like people say oh I love my kids no matter what but if your kid comes out and you shame them at all it's it's heartbreaking I mean I've never really experienced it but it must be so heartbreaking and and have open conversations that is 100% have an open conversation ask questions my sister asked questions when I was when I first was in a relationship with a girl you know my mum still asks questions now and and stuff like that and and so does my dad and and my my mum's parents my gran who's amazing if I sit and talk to her about something she'll then go okay well what does that mean so educate yourselves and it can be scary coming out it can be really scary I can remember doing it and crying while I was texting my mum downstairs because I was just so scared of what what might happen but half the time it's something to be that's that you're scared of but you make a big deal out of nothing you know yeah I definitely think um conversation is so important isn't it and just normal yeah massively massively normalizing the conversation about it I think a big thing as well is like not assuming your child's sexuality yes massively massively and like you see in the media like or on like tv shows if there's you know a a, two gay parents or two lesbian parents and they have a child it's like where's that child going to end up queer like you know um is is this child going to end up like part of the LGBT community don't automatically presume that because you know people come out later in life and stuff like that you know you don't know what your child's going to be like when you have them you know when they're first born it's not like you get like a card that's like name sexuality pronouns when they're going to come out you have to just support your kid and no matter what you should be able to support them and you should support like your friends your kids friends as well definitely I think that's really important just about creating a safe space isn't it for the child and creating just the conversation there from I think it might be not how everyone thinks but from like a young age rather than using like oh like they're going to be a heartbreaker, like the boys are going to, like she's going to break some boys' hearts. Like even language like that needs to change because I think if if a child hears that, like growing up and then actually say um, they end up being a lesbian, I think that creates more pressure because it's like, yeah. oh, I've had all these like gender norms and like sexuality have mm. assumed my whole life and now I'm going against it. Uh yeah. It's like the conversation with not assuming people's pronouns, isn't it? I think it's like you shouldn't assume someone's sexuality and that goes for parents as well. But even if somebody like, you know, there's people who, you know, appearance-wise look gay or look like a lesbian, doesn't mean they are one. Don't judge people straight off the bat for something like that. Like, it's, it's not fair. And it's like the whole it's good it's like the whole when you were younger and and people would go like adults would go oh well they're just being mean to you because they fancy you no they're not and it's the same with like people's sexualities and stuff like that and and saying oh all the boys are gonna come after you or oh you're gonna break loads of girls hearts they might not want to break a girl's heart or they might not want boys chasing after them you know they could be queer no exactly it's about normalizing it in language and just changing the language that surrounds it isn't it yeah i'm going to move on to the topic of lgbtq plus sex ed in schools what do you obviously you mentioned like we didn't have any real sex education heterosexual Mm -hmm. or queer what do you think needs to change it was up to me i would completely change how sex education is taught i think the girls, I don't know, because obviously we went to the same school. I don't know if you had it the same. We were shown tampons and sanitary towels and the pill. That was all we were shown. And then boys were shown how to put condom on. That was it. And you learned what STDs were, but you never learned anything more than that. You never learned anything about, like, any sex outside heterosexual. And that's something that then 
you have to learn later in life like you have to kind of educate yourself there's there's people who and it I say I'm an open book and I don't care if people ask me but it does get on my nerves when people go yeah but if you're in a relationship with a girl yeah but how do you have sex like that should be something that people are educated in yeah it shouldn't be up to lesbians to explain like yeah it should just be taught like sex is taught like sex ed in schools I can you can barely call it that like sex ed in schools it it is just heterosex and it's very much um this is how you make a baby this is how you get pregnant you've got condoms you've got female condoms that's it the pill that's literally it these are some of the stis you can get but like it doesn't talk about the pleasure side of sex which Mm. is a huge part of it and i think schools think oh if we if we teach kids about it like then they're they're gonna do it more like and and it's like they're gonna have safer sex if you teach them about it a hundred percent a hundred percent and it's like you know there's all these especially in america it's like well you know you don't teach children enough sex education that then there are the teen pregnancies there are the ridiculous percentages of people with stds and stuff like that and and it's even like you don't even know how to address that sort of thing like even at this age how can you address stds properly like and and as as gross as it might sound to some people who might might listen to this or whatever but for for me like you you don't know how to have sex you don't you're never educated and what do you learn it from porn yeah that's the issue isn't it realistic that's the issue sex ed in school is so bad that people turn to porn which is unethical it's unethical porn Mm. it's completely unrealistic there is absolutely no consent taught and then it gets you into often dangerous situations as well and schools don't teach about the emotional side of it like Mm. it's all well and good teaching this is how you get pregnant but like what about the emotionally vulnerable side of it that mm. just doesn't get taught like in terms of mental health yeah sexual health mental health it's awful that sex ed is not taught properly in school because mm. like fair play if someone wants to sleep around go ahead but you don't ever know what that person is going through in their head and one sexual experience could completely change everything for your future you know, if one sexual experience could completely change how you see maybe the opposite gender or the same gender or a gender, it's it's something that then changes everything because of one experience that you were never fully educated about. Exactly. There's so much missing from the curriculum when it comes mm-hmm. to sex, especially queer sex. It's just yeah. literally not taught what's not covered at all and like you said that means that people have to go out and learn and I think that just puts more pressure on people because oh massively then they've got to learn from obviously like a partner or they go on to like websites and stuff I've googled stuff about I think everybody has to be fair because you're never educated about it I remember like my first time and I was like terrified because I was like how how do I know if I'm doing it right am I doing it right and and it's not something you never learn and I think it's something that is a very big issue is in sex a lot of people they would rather just fake it and pretend that they're having a good time instead of saying actually I'd rather you do this yeah because when are you ever educated in you can say to somebody and like it can come across rude and I've experienced that which it was so embarrassing for me I was like I'm not enjoying this you know maybe if you did this and the response I got was wow that was really rude and it's like it shouldn't be like that I should be able to explain what I like and not have to worry that that there might be a repercussion yeah communication and boundaries in sex are so important but I literally remember the first time someone asked me like 
do you like this or like what like what do you like and I was like taken aback like yeah. I was like, what like <laughs> what like this is actually like this was like the first healthy sexual experience that I'd had the previous ones were were toxic and not yeah. Because I hadn't been taught about it. Like there's some experiences in my life that I look back on and I'm like, that wasn't consensual. Yeah. I didn't know what consent was Mm. because I was never taught about it. And now a few years later, I'm like, oh, wow, we've got to unpack that. But if Mm. that was taught in the first place, like there would be nothing to unpack because we would have healthy sexual experiences. Massively. And it can be traumatic for people you know it can be scary like saying this is what I like and it's something that now if I ever gonna be sexual with somebody I explain what I like before it's even happened so that I have made somebody aware of what I enjoy because I don't want to face having somebody tell me I'm being rude I think those conversations need to happen like not even like, like you said, just before, like not even when it's happening, like a healthy relationship, you should be able to talk about what you like, not even relationship with anyone that you're sleeping with, mm. even not when it's happening, just a general conversation like, oh, yeah, like, what do you like? What do you want to try? Do you yeah. like this? Like, I think that's really important. But that's something that isn't it isn't normalized like people sex is still such a taboo subject like people don't want to talk about it and because it's not really taught in school and like you said people are scared of doing it wrong if you were to like you did say oh actually like I want like I like it when you do this people take it to heart yeah there's so much pressure that you should know what you're doing without any education Mm. without any experience you should just know yeah just take it to heart when you're like oh actually like I like this. Mm. And it, sh- it shouldn't be like that. If people were just properly educated and didn't rely on porn so much to tell them what they need to be doing, it would be a whole different ball game. It's so, porn is so dangerous. You're mm. taught for ages about that because it's, it is, it's, it's unrealistic and it just puts so much pressure on mm. specifically young people, really to have yeah. this perfect sexual experience in which nothing embarrassing happens everything goes smoothly everyone like, seems to be perfectly angled no you'll see my lumps and bumps it'll yeah. happen exactly like, exactly but everybody is that tiny little petite girl from next door it's not like, gonna happen perfectly shaved like mm. it's not real life yeah but I just wish it was taught about in school. It would solve so many problems, wouldn't it? But hopefully we'll get there at some point. Maybe one day. <laughs> what advice would you give to your younger self if you could go back in time? Don't be afraid to come out earlier and ditch the people who would have judged you for it because the people who I'm friends with now they are some of the best support system be it whether I know them from school or from college or from uni or from anything you know stick to the people who actually care about who you are and not what you bring to the table because I think if I'd have come out at a younger age I would I think I'd be completely different now to be honest I think I'd be a lot more confident about it that sounds really emotional. I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> You're like, talking to your younger self. It was going to be emotional. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, like, don't be scared. At the end of the day, the people who uh, truly love you, like you said, will love you for who you are. They're never going to judge you for it. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard coming out to some friends because... I don't know especially if you've only got a small group of friends and in school like school's such a different environment yeah. mm. um it's difficult isn't it you don't want to lose those friends but as you get older you just realize like mm, they probably weren't my friends really though, I I knew I mean you you know who I was friends with at school and stuff like that and I knew I probably wouldn't speak to a lot of people from school when I left 
I mean, I remember speaking to you at after prom and you were like, I'm moving to Stoke in the morning. And I was like, shit, somebody who is a close friend is moving. I didn't know at that point where Stoke was. I thought you were like up by like Newcastle. So <laughs> I was like, she's moving so far away. Like, and I knew I could talk to you about anything. And that was one thing that I was very like, I don't have that anymore because I can't talk like that to people who I'm friends with now. Like it was so scary and it's so scary like knowing those feelings especially while I was at school and like I'd fancy this person I'd fancy that person and then there'd be something in the back of my mind being like you don't you're just trying to prove a point yeah I was one of those people who over sexualized everything to hide (laughs) 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 but like we we were really close in school you were literally like one of what the first person with one other person who I told that I was by remember yeah I I was just like okay (laughs) you're so unfazed like okay that's fine (laughs) it was at that stage as well where we were all like drinking and like I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to get in trouble with my mom smoking she knows (laughs) that and like we were at that age where we all thought we were really cool and that and then you're like I'm by and I can just remember thinking oh my god she's so cool to just be able to say it and I just wanted to be able to say it myself and I was like yeah no that's fine and I was so chill because I was like I want to do that oh (laughs) but it wasn't that's okay everyone's got different timings on their journey Exactly. exactly Now you're an out and proud, fabulous bisexual. And as much as it does my nut in when people go, oh, I thought you was gay. I thought you was straight. I am who I am. Exactly. You should be proud. I am. That's, I tell you what, though, I don't know if you've ever, like, had this, but starting a new job, and it is because I've started a new job recently, which I love and everyone's been, like, they don't care about it at all but starting a new job. And then someone, I can remember being in a relationship with a girl. It was while I was up at uni and I was in a relationship with a girl and I started a job and they were like, oh, have you got a boyfriend? And I find sometimes you can't gauge whether somebody's homophobic. So then I was like, "Um, no, but I am in a relationship with a girl. And it was like right at the end of my shift as well. And it was like, I I timed it perfectly. I was like, no, I am in a relationship with a girl. And they were like, okay, that's cool. But it's just so nerve-wracking because you don't know how somebody's going to react sometimes. Yeah, coming out is just a constant process. You've got to do it with pretty much every new person Mm. that you meet. Mm. And, like, if it's with friends, like, acquaintances that are your age in a social setting, a lot of the time, like, our generation, I wouldn't even, like, Mm. question it. It's just, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think they'd be accepting. But I know what you mean. With work, it's Mm. a bit, like... Oh, <laughs> yeah, your views. Yeah, and then I like I p- I'll put something on social media, and then I'm like, wait, hang on. So, like one of my old jobs, I was like, wait, someone follows me, and I've not actually come out. I was like to them anyway, and I was like, oh god, I was like, they're gonna see that, and then they're gonna question me, and they're gonna talk about it when I'm not there. And then I was like, why do I even care? I see these people like five hours a week. It's nothing yeah exactly I put on um I put an Instagram <laughs> this was a couple months ago um I put a photo of me on and was just like captioned it like you've just your friendly neighborhood lesbian and then um someone from work like I'm I'm open about it at work anyway but they were like oh I just I just wanted to like say like I saw your post like are you like are you a lesbian now like are you gay and I was like um yeah yeah and they were like but I thought I thought you were seeing a boy like a few months ago like a few months back it was a boyfriend wasn't it I was like yeah you are right <laughs> completely right I've just had a sexuality crisis in the meantime so, like an awakening yeah yeah I've had my gay awakening um and uh, I'm a lesbian now so <laughs> it happens it happens to the best of us I'm glad it happens to the best of us I am one of them (laughs) I go through phases and I'm like I am a lesbian I am a lesbian and then like some guy will come along and I'm like oh no (laughs) oh here we go again see I have uh, there's so many things that I see um especially recently there's a trend going around on TikTok obsessed I'm obsessed with lesbian TikTok talk about it all the time oh it's fine so am I (laughs) um but there's this trend where it's like um am I like they say like am I bi or am I a lesbian who's addicted to male validation and I'm like oh mm. oh what a question mm. what 
a question. It gets me every time I see it. And one of them was like, am I a lesbian or am I bisexual who's traumatized by men? Oh, Attacked. <laughs> yeah, literally. Every time I read it, I'm like, oh, I thought I was okay with my sexuality and now I'm being attacked. Literally, and it's the worst. And I find as well, I can't flirt with girls to save my life. Oh, Bella, don't start. Honestly, I saw this thing that was like, oh, when bisexual girls try and flirt with like with women and they're like, oh, you're so, hey, gorgeous. Oh, hey, gal. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> That was me. That was me. I've actually changed, like, since coming out as a lesbian, I've made a conscious effort to, like, to 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 not do that. Or I'm like, oh, my God, your outfit. I'll, like, I'm the worst for it. I'll message somebody, like, I'll, I'll pop onto their Snapchat stream, like, oh, you look so good. Like, take a hint. Ask me on a date. <laughs> why is that? Why is that a thing, though? Like, oh, I love your style. Like, yeah. I love you and it's like oh, why do you think that that is good why do you think they're gonna think that you're gay like that they fancy you it's why I've chopped all my hair off and dyed it peach I'm hoping people go peach short bob she likes girls and she likes guys let's go <laughs> I mean you give off big vibes good no big bye vibes if that's that's what we're going for yeah that's the whole point and I'll, I'm gonna start doing like the bi flag eyeliner and eye makeup from now on get a little badge a backpack everything you need like literally because I'm like I don't know I wouldn't I'm using like labels that we talked about earlier but like I'm not particularly femme mm. like I can be but like so I have like a rainbow t-shirt like I just feel like I need to project the fact that I like women in any yeah. way possible so people know literally and or like I just need a t-shirt that's like I do like women more than men but I like men too unfortunately <laughs> where can I get that t-shirt I'm gonna have to make it you make it yeah I'll find a website or I'll get some of that iron on t-shirt paper Oh, yeah, do it. That's a good idea. <laughs> right, well, please do. Um, it's been lovely speaking to you. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming on. It's okay. Thank you so much. Bye, bye. Bye. Tashan, that was fabulous to listen to. Uh, you and Bella having a great conversation uh, with some laugh out loud moments. What did you find most interesting and enjoyable about that interview? This episode was so funny. I love speaking to Bella. We're friends anyway. Um, so it was always going to be a great chat. But um, we haven't spoken in a while and I forgot how how hilarious she is. Um, so one of the main things that I took from it um, was something Bella said at the beginning, how when she very first introduced herself, um, when we were going through like pronouns, name, age, things like that. Um, and she said, uh, I'm bisexual with a question mark because <laughs> she said it kind of changes on a daily basis, which is something I can definitely, definitely relate to. And I think so many other people can. And it just obviously speaks to the idea that sexuality is definitely fluid. And one label that might fit you one day doesn't mean that it's going to fit you the next or in a year's time or at a different point in your life. And it's okay, like it's completely okay not to know and for that to change. And that's, that mm. is absolutely fine. Um, and the other thing is kind of she said that she, she didn't know whether she put this pressure on herself or what, but there was this pressure to, to find a label, which again is something that I have felt. And I think a lot of other people feel the need to label themselves and it does give people comfort. It can give people comfort. But also you have to kind of ask the question of why, why do you need the label so much? Why are you putting the pressure on yourself? Like I always say, there's no queer police that are going to come and tell you off, going to come and capture you for using a label like that, that maybe doesn't fit or whatever. Like if you call yourself bisexual and then the next day you're like, mm, okay, that label doesn't fit. No one's going to come and arrest you for that. Yeah. 
Is it as much for, well, if I say that to other people, they'll understand what that is. Is it as much for other people as it is for yourself, do you think? Yeah, I think so. It is a lot for other people. Like Bella kind of speaks about it in the, in the podcast saying, it's so if people ask her what sexuality is and she's like, oh, uh, I, I don't know, like, I don't know. Whereas if you say I'm bisexual, or like for me, I'm a lesbian, that is a direct answer so that kind of there's no questions really there's no more questions about it or anything Mm. like that so it definitely is for other people but at the same time it is a lot about understanding yourself at the same time Mm. but you just I think you just you don't need to put that pressure on yourself I, I, I understand I've been through it I've labeled myself and got annoyed at myself for not knowing but also it doesn't matter that much like you know it matters personally to you when you're going through it but you will you don't have to put that pressure on yourself to choose a label and think that you absolutely have to stick with it forever yeah yeah um so so I know when I listened to this interview I literally laughed out loud what were some of the funny moments for you oh my god there were so many (laughs) I love I I loved this episode like even when we were doing it you can hear us having a laugh um but I think one of my all-time favorite bits was the gay awakening that that was probably my favorite thing glee and orange is the new black being her gay awakening when she was a teenager like that was so funny and there's also a bit where we joke um about all the like lesbian terms and about how there's a form that we maybe have missed like we've just forgotten to, we have we don't know we haven't filled it out and we're like yeah okay I think we've missed it. <laughs> we're doing it wrong <laughs> yeah I thought it was absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant great episode and many more great episodes to come as well so you have been listening to me, TJ Dow, and the wonderful Tayshan Dow on the Spark to Your Success podcast. Join us in the next episode for more in this series about sexual and gender identity. And in the meantime, stay amazing. <laughs>